0: When we, ha- when we have fallen short of his command, when we have fallen short of, of his glory, um, the Lord uh, provides a way of escape from uh, sin. He provides a way of escape from the snares of the enemy. He provides um, <clears throat> a way of escape from the degradation and, and sin and depravity and all of the <clears throat> things that the enemy has um, purposed to deceive you by in order to uh, thwart your life, in order to uh, ruin your life, in order to uh, place you in a position uh, far from the Lord. And uh, that's, how, that's what the enemy uh, purposes to do, right? Because he seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. But the Lord Jesus comes to give us life, not just life, but he comes to give us life, and it what? More abundantly. And so Amen. the Christian Amen. life is is an abundant life. The Christian life is not uh, uh, an impoverished life. The Christian life is not one uh, where we where our life is characteristic of of morbidity and you know Eeyore uh, the the cartoon character. <clears throat> uh, we our life is not characterized by death and despair and hopelessness and peril. But rather of glory and blessing and honor, exaltation, uh, uh, um, favor and grace, and um, we, we we have to understand that that is um, that is the bedrock of of the Christian life, and and too often we have a caricature of God uh, uh, presented by people um, unlearned of the character of God and out of tune with his spirit and out of sync and alignment to the scriptures and 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 they thereby pre- present this picture and this portrait of god that that the christian life should be hard that uh, that the lord is making it difficult for you that the lord is making it uh strenuous and and almost impossible to live and that we we're, we got to walk on a a hair of 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 um of space, and if not, we can't make it. And how many of you know that the, when you take verses out of context, and 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 you just uh, slap them on your refrigerator and you glue paste them, you know, in your little uh, book that you write, and and, and um, you you can make the Christian life appear to be something that people don't desire to live. Um, but but that is that is. You know, the sacrifice or the, the death to the old life is only half of the story. See, when when the Lord calls us to death, He's calling us death. To, he's calling us to partake of a death to death. Do you understand? It's not death unto life or death unto joy, but it's death unto all those things that have caused us death. All those things that have caused us destruction. All of those things that have caused us to have a life that is characterized by depression and dejection and hopelessness. And and the Bible says that God is the God of all hope, not some hope or partial Amen. hope, but he's the God of all hope. So he leads us down paths that uh, that, that is uh, defined by the trajectory of hope. And even when the people of God in Jeremiah chapter 9 were cast into exile... And I don't know if you're aware, but according to Deuteronomy chapter 28, the Bible says when they violated Torah, when they (coughs) violated the law of the covenant and were... Um, unfaithful to the lord that is a result of their sin god will cast them far into uh babylonian captivity he would cast them far into exile away from the presence of god and let me say this parenthetically you have to understand that as they understood the presence of god today no back then they didn't we don't understand it now they had the presence of god central in jerusalem So that that was where God was. So when they were cast into exile, guess who they were far from? They were far from God. And so that those who were far off were brought nigh in the new covenant. But even though they were cast into exile, the Lord said, hey, through the prophet Jeremiah, he says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a good hope, and a future. And so you can imagine the difficulty oh, to believe a message like that when you and, and your people were um, uh, um, subject to um, a, 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 a pagan king for 70 years. And yet, despite all of that, they were encouraged to pray uh, um, that the Lord would restore them back to Jerusalem. Amen. And so now I say that prophetically because Amen. the devil wants to cast you into exile. He wants to disper uh, you know to cause for you to be dispersed far away from the Lord and from the plans of God, a plan- far from the plans that your heavenly Father has predestined to for you to walk in, has purposed for you to walk in. And how many of you know that that is a wonderful and glorious truth that you were created on purpose, that you have purpose, Amen. that you're not an accident. Amen. You might have been an Amen. accident or due to, and I don't mean to be vulgar or, or, or anything like that, um, but uh, due to a one-night stand. And, and you were an accident in the thought of your father and the thought of your mother, but God knew that when you went through that birth canal, that He, that you, before you were formed in the mother's womb, He foreknew you. And so He, he crafted you with dexterity, He crafted you with uniqueness and carefulness. Uh, depositing in you interests and temperaments and facial constructions, and so you're you're not once again an accident. The sovereign Lord who knows all, who's omniscient, who knows everything, that nothing be is beyond the scope of His understanding or Amen. foresight. Understood that. You know, in 1994 and 1996, on the April of, on the month of May, you would be born and come into this life, and that He would set you on a trajectory and uh, and uh, 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 marked you as His own, so that you might become an outcast with men, so you can become an incast with God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so we belong today. You belong today. You, You not only belong to the Lord which is the best thing because if I know God then it doesn't matter who I know because if I don't know God then it doesn't matter who's on my side like it says in Romans chapter 8 if God be for us who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also along with him freely give us all things so there's no de- deficiency there's no deficit there is no shortage there is no exhaustion to the, the, the liberal and the gracious hand of our God that, that dispenses from the inexhaustible sources, uh, resources from heaven. Amen. Amen. But, but nevertheless, as I was saying, you know, um, um, not only do we belong to God, right? Which is is, is the... Is, Wonderful, but we also belong to um, God's family. Amen. We we belong to a family. See, when we entered into covenant with the Lord, you've also, by default, entered into a covenant community. Amen. And and, and, and so, you know, the, the wonderful thing about that is we don't have... Um, uh, deadbeat individuals that are governing uh, uh, this sort of tribal family after the flesh. We don't have, you know, we we have the Holy Ghost, right? That that functions in the church to unify the people of God, right? Amen. So so we have a good Father. We Amen. we we have a good Heavenly Father, and we have, you know, the Good Spirit, as as it says in Psalms. That leads us into the way of everlasting, and and then and he begins to minister to us so that we would all be in one accord and be in unity. You know, there's some families out there that they can't they can't even meet. They can't meet because all, all it is is mayhem, all it is is turmoil, all it is is factions and divisions, and they meet for the worse and not for the better. In fact, some lu- families are even lucky to gather for Christmas or gather for Thanksgiving, because every time they do yeah. it's it's just a surfacing of offenses, it's a surfacing uh, of, of of past memories and past hurts that uh, each have caused one towards another, and there's pains, and Right, but in the family of God, there is a there is a capital G good Shepherd, right? That that loves the flock of God and Amen. and over uh, oversees them and protects them, Amen. And and loves them and rejoices over them. Amen. Right? And so, you know, the, Amen. the Amen. let me say this because the devil's going to tell you, he's going to come and whisper in your ear. You know, um, hey, it was better when you're out in the world. It was better out when, you, when you're when you out clubbing. It was better when you're out uh, uh, in the trap house. It was better when you're out in the hood. It was better when you're out with all these, um, deadbeats and low lives, right? And, and, but the reality is, is, see, the, the serpent and the revelation calls him the ancient, the ancient serpent. He, he comes into your ear and he says, he begins to pitch a real good um, offer to you. He says, doesn't the apple look good to the eye? Or doesn't the fruit look good to the eye? To make one wise? Right? So what is the apple? Or it's not even an apple. The <laughs> Bible do not say an apple. But what fruit today is the devil pitching to you to attempt to convince you that it was better for you when you're out, you know, uh, uh, you know pimped out by the devil? Right? And because... And and so don't allow yourself to entertain those wicked thoughts. Cast those thoughts Amen. down. They are Amen. high thoughts that exalt against the knowledge of God. You know, back in the Old Testament, you know, they thought, you know, just because we had these high places over here in the mountains that was far away from the temple, apart from the sight of God, hey, well, we, we'll do it out of God's sight. We we just won't do it here near the sacred temple, but we'll have our little... uh you know, high places over here, we worship Asheroth, and we worship uh, 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 Baal, we worship all these other deities and demons, right, and um, <clears throat> see, what what happens is, you know, some people, they justify themselves, say, well, you know, I, I pray, I read the scriptures, but I have these high thoughts that I cherish over here on the side, right, and, and um, they're secretive, and, and i never act on them but i definitely i cherish them in my heart and i cherish them in my mind see what we have to do is begin to tear down those high places right cut them down with the sword of the word who cut them off with Amen. with the word Amen. of god and and not entertain that stuff not allow it to take root right but to rebel against that mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know and um Amen. you know b- because what it is it's poison. You know, when um, the Jews in the book of Acts <coughs> were attempting to undo the work that Paul had, had ministered, it says that they had ill-affected or they poisoned the mind of of the of, of those who believe. They poisoned it. And, and people can poison your mind. The Bible says in the book of Romans, when quoting the book of Psalms, it says that the uh, uh, it says, um, their mouths are open graves, their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. So when people speak false doctrine, when people speak incantations and spells and employ dark magic and dark arts, or, or say uh, 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 word curses over you, you're ugly, or or you'll never succeed, or you're always this or you're always that, you know that old saying, uh, "sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me." That's a lie. I, I you know, I don't know who said that. I don't know if it was Joel Olstein or <laughs> I don't know who it was. But I, I, I tell you, it's not, Amen. it's not biblical because words do hurt you. And and instead of pretending like they don't and be all stoic, you have to recognize that you're human. And and that you have to combat that with the truth of God. Amen. Amen. You have to okay. combat that with the sword of the spirit. And, and one of the one of the most cunning tactics the devil does is to convince you that those word curses reflect God's attitude and mind towards you. Right? Well, in other words, the devil wants to convince you, you know, those hurtful words that person said to you in condemnation? right they want to stone you with with their word curses see and this is what the devil's saying uh yeah that's what god thinks of you too so so because what that then does is the only person to whom you can go to for help is now the the one person you are discouraged from going to the bible says that god is an ever present help in trouble so he's so whether you have fallen Or whether you you are on a good day, whether it's night, you know, and the the sorrows of night, or it's the rejoicing in the morning. Whether night or day, God is a present help in both of those times, in all seasons, at all times, right? There are no drop calls, right? You don't text him and then he'll ghost you. You, God is available to us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So, so, so... Are some of those things potentially true? Perhaps. But the thing that's different with God is when he does correct you, it's remedial. That is to say, it's not without remedy. God God provides a remedy. He provides a way of escape, provides assistance. He he has made available the blood of Christ to wash you of that and, and the spirit that you can walk in so that you can therefore rise above that conduct Rise above that attitude. Rise above that 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 falling short, that transgression, so that you won't succumb to that again. Amen. But Amen. The, but the enemy Amen. wants to tell you, hey, you know you can't. There's no purpose for you to go to God now. Amen. That's 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 um that's incorrect. It's false. Because if you believe that, then guess what will happen? You won't. And what will you then, in uh, instead, do? You go to some substance, or you go, you you go, because we are creatures that look for healing. Right? <clears throat> we do not desire pain, and so whether someone's going to seek for uh, uh, healing in in sex or healing in a bottle, it's not going to heal. It's only going to incur greater injury. Amen. Right, and the Lord wants to set us free. What? What is? Let, let me say this. The prophet Jeremiah said this concerning the false prophets. He says they healed the daughter of my people. Uh, um, let, let me let me quote this um, verbatim. I, Jeremiah chapter eight verse eleven, and uh, the word of the Lord says, they dressed the wound of my people as though it were not. Uh, we're not serious. Peace, peace, they see, say when there is no peace. Or the English Standard Version has it this way, they have healed the wound of my people lightly, saying peace, peace, when there is no peace. In other words, that the, when f- false prophets give a sense of comfort, did you know that true comfort comes from God? But see, a false superficial comfort can't, may may make someone feel a little better in the moment but it doesn't uncover the wound it doesn't heal the injury because the injury the blow is caused due to sin and Amen. so so false prophets will not provide the remedy through the blood of Christ through the available tools right and 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 so um and, and here's the thing it may appear to be compassionate but they they just make you think. See, they just play doctor. They patch up your wound. Well, they uh, they they make you believe they patched up your wound, and then they tell you go right back on the battlefield. Right, that's not compassionate. Amen. So it's not compassionate to 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 tell lies. It's not compassionate to. Not tell people the people of God the truth. It's not compassionate to say let's just ignore doctrine. It's not compassionate to to avoid the truth of God's word because it's only through truth that your peace and prosperity is obtained. Amen. Right. What does uh, uh, Joshua? Uh, what does the Lord tell Moses? You know, and to tell the people, if you obey the words of this law. And careful to do them, turning not to the right hand nor to the left, not adding to nor subtracting from. He says therein will be your prosperity. But what happens when we begin to subtract from the from God's word and we begin to add to it? That's when people get uh, in. You know, you'll have a, a a jada, right? I had an entanglement. No, what you had was sin. You, you didn't have no what well, if. Okay, let's not let's not make it light here. If you had an entanglement, you got an entanglement in sin. And The Bible says, you know, uh, uh, let's throw off every weight that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Right there's Amen. your entanglement. You entangled in the cobweb of sin. Right, and so and and you, you need to be released from that. You need to be delivered from that. Amen. Um, Amen. <clears throat> but. How many of you, once again, are thankful that there is a God who 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 is willing to welcome you back? Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Is willing to to uh, uh, um, throw your sins in the in the uttermost parts of the sea. The Bible says in Psalm one hundred three, "As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us." Amen. Amen. The Bible says Amen. in Micah seven, uh, chapter seven, verse nineteen, He says, "Who is a God like you, who pardons transgression, who who delights to show mercy?" Amen. In fact, I, I just want to was a Micah seven nineteen. Uh, if we could get that, uh. <clears throat> well, actually, beginning at verse eighteen. Who is a God like you who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his is His inheritance? So who is a God like you? So there is no God like you. You know why? Because the devil can't forgive sin. Molech can't forgive sin. Baal can't forgive sin. Uh, um, um, none of them can forgive sin. Amen. You know, one of the things that was cool about here in America is that I believe it's only once a year. Don't quote me on it. But I think uh, it's only once a year. I'm not too sure. But um, the president is able to pardon anybody he wants. I don't know what conditions there are to them. I don't know if it's unconditional. But um, what was it? Uh, President uh, Trump had uh, uh, pardoned Kodak Black. I don't know why him, but... (laughs) Be that as in May, that's who he pardoned. Um, and, and, but here's the thing. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the president of the United States. I don't care if you're the, the monarch of of England or what. You can't pardon the transgressions that that have been uh, made in violation to the law of God. Thank the Amen. Lord that the Prince of Peace has expiated your... your, uh, uh, your um, Record. He has forgiven our transgressions. He has pardoned our iniquity. Amen. Amen. And and not Amen. through the blood of bulls and goats, not through the um, you know, the blood of, of oxen, but through his own blood, he has made propitiation for the sins of those that were committed against him. Amen. He redeemed Amen. us from condemnation. He redeemed us from death. He redeemed us. And so, no, not, no, it is not only the case that we have Hallelujah. peace with Him, we have right standing with Him, but all the blessings. The Bible says in Ephesians, all we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that not only are we exempt from death, we will not taste death because we pass from death unto life. But also everything that he desires to give you, every good and perfect gift is now made available for us through the eternal spirit, through the blood of Christ. As we begin to pray, because we are no longer subjects of His wrath, we're no longer enemies of God through wicked works, but we are children of the Most High God. We're daughters of the King. We're sons of the King. Amen. 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 I'm no longer serving the devil nor his boyfriend. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm serving the great Amen. I Am, the Ego, ami, the Alpha, and the Omega. I'm serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. 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 <coughs> And it says he, he pardons our sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance so he inherited you through through the redemption of Jesus Christ and what what does it say here you do not stay angry forever so so don't let anybody tell you that God doesn't get angry yeah he gets angry. But the Bible says in Psalm chapter 7, verse 11, he's angry with the wicked every day. But you know, towards the church, when you sin against him, the Bible says his anger lasts but a moment. Amen. Amen. So yes, Amen. You're, but here's the thing. It's not this uh, uh, unpredictable anger where it's like, oh, God is going to absolutely crush me. You know, it. it no. Um, you. you <laughs> You know, if, if uh, you know, like we say, uh, you know, us Hispanics, we say you're going to get the chancla. <laughs> In other words, you know, you're going to get some discipline. <laughs> Amen. Do Do they, do they say that too, uh, uh, Giunelli, uh f- for you Dominicans? You're Dominican, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you guys are going to get the chancla. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then I, I don't, I, I'm wondering if, uh. Uh, Denise's parents have said that too because she's Puerto Rican um but nevertheless God has his um what is that wooden Witness- <laughs> Kutala? that's how you say it, Karina oh cool I know how to read Greek so that's <laughs> so cool I can read your language I'm like yay <laughs> No, but that's that's. Uh, I don't. I don't care if it's a spoon or a chunk. I don't want any of it. Right? I just want to be on the right path. Amen. I just. I. I but but even if we do, <laughs> Amen. It, even if we do understand that the Lord administers it in love. Amen. 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 Because what does it say in Hebrews chapter twelve? It says, "Resent not the Lord's discipline." It says, for he chastises those whom he loves and rebukes as many as he receives as sons. Hallelujah. You know, um, this this generation is lost because, you know, like for example, my dad's era, my dad was born in the 50s. They had a really rough. And, um, you know, a lot of them really got, it was overboard, but I think today, um, we've gone overboard on the other side of the pendulum where there's no discipline at all, and I'm not saying for everybody, don't hear me, obviously, everything, you know, there's, there's culture that pay, plays a part, there's their own upbringing that plays a part, but I hear more today of, you know, um, It's just not in the equation as often as it used to be. But we don't want to go on either side because abuse is not good. And neither is not administering the rod. We want to not be, remember, not turn to the right hand nor to the left. But see, the thing is, that's the last resort for God. The Lord doesn't, you know, discipline you at the first uh you know mistake or the first thing that you did wrong right it's just when you're you' you're conditioning yourself to be habitually disobedient that's <coughs> that's when he begins to apply some pressure and a little bit of pain amen 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 um what does it say in uh, lamentations amen. chapter 3? It says, uh, because the Lord's mercies are renewed every morning, we are not consumed. Great is thy faithfulness. It says, for the Lord does not willingly afflict nor grieve the children of men forever. For though he wounds, his hands also make whole. Amen. Yes, Lord. So the Lord will wound you. Amen. Right? But it's for the purpose to make you whole. Right? But what, what does it say here? Amen. You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. Amen. You delight in it. It's a delight of God to have mercy upon you, right? And so, mercy oh, is not amen. only, uh, 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 not uh, you you know, it's a mercy. Hallelujah. I refi- i really feel this by the Lord to say this prophetically. It's a mercy when he tells you, "Daughter, do not go with that man." Mm-hmm. Ign- ign- ignore that deadbeat. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Can I get a hallelujah? <laughs> because, because you know, his words may be smooth as butter. He might say, oh, "Oh, baby girl, I'll keep you company." Oh, man, you know, I'll give you your heart's desire. Uh-huh. I'll take you on a date. Huh? Where you want to go? Huh? Right? <laughs> he throws all those things at you. But what is he doing? He's leading you to death. He's leading you away from your heavenly father that has someone in place for you that will be a good man. Right? And not only would he be a good man, he's a godly man. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Right, so don't believe you know uh, the 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 devil's sons because that's what they are—they're sons of the devil. Amen. What is what? Is, oh, that's not Christ-like of you. Oh, what do you mean? It's not Christ-like of me? Jesus said it Himself. John the Baptist said it. He says, "Who warned you to flee from the wrath of come, come you, brood of vipers, you children of the devil?" Right, so. The children of the devil, you know, they're, they're the ones DMing you the most, right? And, and 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 they they don't read the Bible, but the moment you say, "Oh well, I don't get down that way," I'm a Christian. They say, "Oh well, I read the Bible once too," <laughs> or I, you know, my my you know. <laughs> or they'll tell you your their favorite verses. Don't judge, right? <clears throat> Amen. But see what, see this gener well, this generation is more in line with Tupac than they are with, with Jesus, because they say only they, you know, they'll say, oh, doesn't the Bible say only God can judge me? No, it doesn't say that. Tupac ain't quoting the Bible. I don't know if he's quoting the Quran. I don't know what he's quoting. He's not quoting the scriptures. Because the Bible doesn't say only God can judge you. <clears throat> right? What did Paul say? He says, um for us to judge ourselves. And he also says judgment begins at the household of God. He also says in first Corinthians, (coughs) he says that he, that he, Paul is to judge those inside the church. So Paul is judging the church. Amen. 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 So, so we, 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 You know, and then even when we do quote, don't judge, we never qualify it by what Jesus actually meant by it. And he he means judge with righteous judgment. Don't judge with uh, uh, irrational judgment, unrighteous judgment, judgment of men. Right. By their standards of righteousness. Right. Because the world will judge you mercilessly. They'll say, "Oh yeah, you don't want to bake a cake for LGBT, we're going to sue you. We're going to ruin your business because you're not compassionate." That's what they say. You know, you know people don't know God, man. They don't know Jesus. They don't they don't know him. They don't know him. And why they don't know him? <clears throat> because they don't know his judgments. They don't, they're not in covenant with him, first of all, but they don't know his judgments. And what do I mean when I say judgment? When the Lord judges a matter or judges an individual, don't only think punishment. When, okay, when you cross the street and you look left and right, what are you doing? You're forming a judgment. Is it safe to proceed? Okay, so the Lord has judgments about situations and individuals. The Lord judges this person is not righteous. The Lord judges, this person is righteous. The Lord judges, this person is pleasing me. What they're doing is favorable in my sight. So the Lord judges, right? But how do we know his judgments through these 66 uh, 66 books that the world never reads? And even if they do read it, they don't have the Holy Ghost. Amen. So they're misapplying, they're taking things out of context. They don't have the law of God written on their hearts. So they're going to be a a merciless. uh, uh, See, here's the thing. You know, the things that they don't judge you on are the things the Lord judges you. on. Amen. So so when so. Oh, oh, hey, they won't judge you if you want to go and fornicate. They won't judge you there. They'll they'll welcome you. Hey, come on. You know, we fornicate over here. We have Fornicators Anonymous, right? <laughs> For real, they're, they're, they're sensual and they're evil, right? So so they, they won't judge you on the things that the Lord will judge you on, but, Amen. but they will judge you on the things that the Lord will not judge you on. What I mean by that is you start doing righteous, immediately they rise up and they hate you and they spill they spew toxicity towards you and they are merciless towards you <clears throat> right amen but what does paul says he says we have been given the spirit of god so that we may know we f- may na- we may freely know the things given to us by god and he says <clears throat> he says the carnal man doesn't receive that which the spiritual man does for it is foolishness to him indeed he cannot and it says that um, the man who has the spirit is not subject to the judgment of he who doesn't have it. What he means by that is this. The one who has the Holy Ghost is not subject to merely human judgments. Because j- human judgments alone will misjudge you. Amen. Because they Amen. don't receive the things of God. So they'll think you're uh-huh. insane. They'll be like, what are you doing, Uh, uh you know... What language are you talking when you're praying in tongues mm-hmm. right they, 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 they want to they want to say it's gibberish or they want to uh, um, saying why do you spend so much time in that book why do you why do you do this why do you do that because they're misjudging you but the Bible says you're not subject to their judgments but look at though um, okay. Micah uh, uh, <clears throat> you do not stay angry forever but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. Amen. Isn't that good news? You know, with all of our experience and expertise and technology and equipment, we don't even probe the depths of the sea. You know, I hear, and I I don't, intend on going <laughs> into the whole is nasa just a you know uh uh you know a conspiracy sort of stuff but if it is true and i don't because I don't, I don't know who out there disagrees with it but if it is true uh we know more about space than we do about the ocean right and, and the lord right he's hurling all of our iniquities into the depths of the sea in other words it's not going to be brought up again Amen. Amen. So so that's uh Amen. I don't believe in NASA. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I said that. So. <laughs> but either way, the point though is um <laughs> um I mean, don't it say don't it- <clears throat> nevertheless in either case, uh, the, the fact remains is that the Lord he he's not going to bring up your your sins again. Amen. He's not going to <laughs> bring up those iniquities. They're they're into the depths of the sea, they've been covered. Amen. And and we, we uh, have be have have entered into right standing with the Lord, we have entered into peace with God. Amen. The world—they're not in peace with the Lord. Right now, they have no peace with God, and it doesn't just mean emotional peace and spiritual peace. It means actual, um, right friendship with God Himself. For those that are not in in peace with Him, they're ho- they're hostile to God. They're enemies of God. And so, because of the death of Christ, we're no longer enemies. Amen. And so, so God is for you. God is not against you. God is is looks favorably upon you. Amen. And so, that is um, that is wonderful news. So now, when we come to prayer, <clears throat> that should. Elicit a joy in our heart, a confidence in our heart <coughs> that our prayer, our praying is heard on the strength of God's goodness towards you. Amen. Amen. Uh, on Amen. the strength of his faithfulness. Oh, man, I, I, I need to show you this um, verse. Um I believe it's in uh, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 8. I'll I'll be closing here shortly. Um, I intend to make these messages a lot shorter here for prayer, because I want to give due time for those who are uh, sacrificing their time, Um, and and you know what, how many of you know, it's a sacrifice, but in in some respects it's not, because the fact that God has extended to you the privilege, and the honor, and the joy and, and, and the blessing to enter into his presence. Uh, I'd rather be in his presence, if it's a two-hour prayer, than dead in the world and not know Jesus. Amen. Amen. Right? Amen. I, I'm glad I'm not going to hell. So Amen. the fact that I'm not going Amen. there and I'm not, you know, with all those demons and all that other stuff. I'm just I'm just thankful that I, I'm I'm in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Just, just earlier, the early, you know earlier today, Amen. as I was praying on on I wasn't even praying on the couch. <clears throat> the The enemy had just administered a discouraging thought to me, and I just closed my eyes and I didn't even utter a prayer yet, and the Holy Ghost began to. I, I felt we could, the way the Lord ministers to me when the, the presence of God is on me strong I have hot tears come down my eyes they're very hot and that's the, way the that's the way the Lord ministers me and and uh, I felt a hot tear I was like the Lord's with me <laughs> and I didn't even utter a prayer yet it's just that that a discouraging thought came to me the devil tried to say you know and then boom the Holy spirit just came and said I, I beat you to it son. <laughs> I came to you before you came to me. I was like, oh, Amen. oh, Amen. I love those times. <laughs> but the Lord does that every so often, right? And and so it's it's always in the times you most need it. But more often than not, he's saying, no, you come seek me. <laughs> every once in a while when you are getting in trouble, he said, I'll step in. I'll come towards you. I'll rescue you out of it. But, hey, when, when you're doing good, no, 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 you got to come. It's a sacrifice. You got to pray. And you're praying an hour, and the Lord still ain't coming. You're like, what's wrong, God? Does this prayer stuff work? And you're praying for an extra 30 minutes, and then boom, God comes again. It's like, oh, yeah, it does work. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, thank you, Lord. Amen. (laughs) Right? Hallelujah. You know what he's doing? He's teaching you patience. Right? But look at... um, Um... where is this at? Uh, give me one second. <clears throat> so, Deuteronomy Chapter One <clears throat> Verse. Let's start at twenty nine. Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt. Amen. Didn't God pull him out by an outstretched arm? He squashed Pharaoh. He he, he triumphed over all their gods because they would worship Amen. gnats. They would worship uh, 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 frogs. They would worship all those things. You know what the Lord did? The Lord is uh, demonstrated to them that I have chosen Moses, my servant, and and through him, I will display my power and and I will triumph. I will use everything you worship as a God to defeat you. Amen. And so the Lord brought them out with an outstretched arm. And so what, you know, and the Egyptians were terrified of them. (coughs) The, the the nations were terrified of them and the fame and the glory of God was spread abroad throughout the nations and even long after they would say isn't these the people that uh, that worship the God of Israel that pulled them out of Egypt and and destroyed all the firstborn so the fame of God had spread abroad you know I, I believe it was um I forgot which queen it was but she said, I fear not any army because I I, I think it was the Queen of Scotland or Queen of England. I'm not sure. But this was back in like 1600s or something like that. And she had a very strong army, the strongest army at the time. She said, I don't fear any armies. She says, but I fear the prayers of John Knox. Amen. And John Knox was a saintly man. And she said, I fear the prayers of John Knox. Why? Because... Uh, I know that he, he can he can call on God and and God can deploy a uh, 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 warring angels. What what happened in Second Chronicles, right? And Isaiah also records it when when uh, Isaiah the prophet, son of Amos, began to call on the Lord along with Hezekiah, and then the Lord dispatched one angel and slaughtered one hundred and eighty five thousand Assyrians. Amen. Amen. One angel, and the Lord said, "Can I not at this very hour, you know, uh, um, send, you know, call on my Father, and He will send a legion of angels?" Amen. What was it the Amen. prophet who said? There are more of us than there are of them. What does it say in Psalm thirty-four? The angel, of the Lord encamps around them that fear God. What does it say in Hebrews chapter one that He made His uh, spirits? Uh, 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 flames of fire, his angels, uh, servants of those who will t- be heirs of salvation. Amen. And then, why did the Lord put to death one hundred and eighty-five thousand Assyrians? Because he says, "For my servant David's sake." You know, I was having a conversation with er- you know earlier, oh no, a couple days ago with with an individual. There, there, uh, there was we we're talking about angels, <clears throat> and and um, and he says, Do "You think?" Um, that you know angels are putting people to death for us. I say yeah, uh huh. That's what the Bible says, and I believe the Bible, right? Because it says for my servant for my for my servant's sake, uh, David, right, that the Lord did this. He sent one angel and it slaughtered one hundred eighty five thousand uh, Assyrians. What did the angel do in the Book of Acts? They killed it. Killed Herod. But do you think that just happened in happenstance? No, the church was praying, deliver us from evil. That's why the angel of the Lord delivered Peter from prison and put to death Herod. Amen. Amen. And may may the angel that put to death Herod also come for these wicked traffickers. Amen. Amen. That, that are oppressing poor little children, that are tormenting them, putting them through satanic ritual abuse. May the angel that has slaughtered Herod also fight against them and come for them. May the angel of death come and not pass over them. Amen. <clears throat> <Hallelujah. clears throat> but look, it, um, this is amazing. It says says, <clears throat> um, verse 30, the Lord your God who is going to fight Going before you will fight for you. So the Lord's doing some fighting, isn't he? Mm. And he's fighting for us. Isn't that a joy? The Lord didn't call you to be some pacifist. He didn't call you to be some doormat. He didn't call you to be the tail. He didn't call the church to be some uh, limp-wristed... Individual, you know, body walking around and, and and not a force to be reckoned with. God is the same God, same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And if He fought for the Israelites, He's fighting for us. And you know what? That when that when I say He fights for you, that don't just mean your individual battles in your heart. That means when people come against you, He's fighting for you. Amen. 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 That's a joy, and and that's why. What does the Bible say? He says, "Vengeance is mine," says the Lord, and he quotes that in Romans. So, it okay? So God says that for no purpose to execute it upon your enemies. Mm, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Because that's not God How that's not how God works. Now, might he might he take a Saul out of that a Saul of Tarsus? Sure, absolutely. I'm not denying of that. But the reason why I always emphasize that because we're living in a day where we deny that part of God's character. But that's a consolation and a comfort to the saints because, you know, when things are outside of your hands and you have people coming against you and your family, know that there's a God in heaven. And know that there's angels that are are, are your servants. They're our servants, you know that? So are you are our The angels that encamp around you, are they idle? And are they not laboring on your behalf because of your prayerlessness? Or through your prayers, are there angels administered on your behalf to fight for you? Amen. Are they just going like this, man? Gosh, I don't know why the Lord assigned me to this girl right here. She's lazy. She don't never pray. I'm just sitting here. Gosh, I (laughs) I want something to do. Right because it says in Psalm 103 you uh, uh um uh praise him you angels who excel in strength who do his bidding who obey the word of God but when does the word of the Lord go forth the word of the Lord goes forth when our words go forth and we repeat to him his word in prayer and then God responds Amen Amen So look at um Verse 31, <clears throat> oh, as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes and in the wilderness, there you saw how the Lord, your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reached this place. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? The Lord carried you, carries us. He carried Israel like he, like a son, a father carries his son. Amen. Amen. And so the Lord He carries us. Amen. Right, He carries you through the everlasting arms of your Father. Look what and and what. So He He brought them there safely. He provided for them. And what does it say? In spite of this, you did not trust in the Lord your God. who went ahead of you on your journey in fire by night and in a cloud by day to search out places for you to camp and to show you the way you should go. So, you know, when we call to the Lord and he delivers us, you know, it's more often than not when you first call on God and you weren't in a relationship with him, he delivers you from some mighty things. Right? And, And it's like his prayer, the answer to that prayer was like this, immediately. And then once you start serving him, he don't come so quick. He don't respond so quick, and sometimes you wonder if your prayers even amount to anything. And You know what he's doing? He's putting you to the test. He's putting you to the test. S- stay right there. I want to show you that the, what, what you're doing, what, what's happening is you're, you're gaining insight into the character of God. <clears throat> um go to, we're going to go back to Deuteronomy chapter one, but for now go to Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse one. And it says, be careful to follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. So what were the Lord? And I just, I just speak this over you. May all of us have our own land. May all of us have our own property. May all of us Inherit houses that we did not build. Amen. Hallelujah! May that be our portion. May that be our lot. Amen. May we not have to strenuously labor, right, for for another, and and inherit the wind. Amen. <clears throat> right it says, remember how the Lord your God led. You? So the Lord wants you to increase. The Lord wants you to live. What it says is that you may live. The Lord wants you to live. He don't want you to die. He wants us to live long life. And He wants us to increase. So, may you know, for your womb to flourish. Right? For your, your seed to flourish. For you, you know, the Bible says that the, the children are blessed with the Lord and your quiver is full with them. It says that in the Psalms. Right? So that you would have a good husband or you have a good wife. That you would have children. You would increase. And that you would have an abundance of wealth. To supply, to provide for all of them. Amen. Amen. See, the nation should look upon the church, which which is a holy nation. The Bible says that in First Peter, you're a holy nation. <clears throat> the nation should look upon this holy nation and be provoked to jealousy that we have an excellent spirit and that we only flourish, we only prosper, we only succeed. Amen. <clears throat> But look it. <clears throat> excuse me. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way into the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart. All right, so during this time, according to Deuteronomy 1, who who is leading them, right? He's carrying them as a father carries a son, right? But this entire time, he put them to the test, and isn't it interesting that Jesus was also in the wilderness, and and the devil provoked him, tempted him to test the Lord his God. So while 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 God was testing the Israelites, the devil was saying, "Hey, put God to the test. Turn turn these stones into bread." And he says, uh, "Away from me!" Saying, "For it is written that thou shalt not uh, tempt the Lord thy God." Right. But 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 notice though, and so so it, it it looks like man, we're never gonna be let out of this wilderness. I'm never gonna get this. I'm never gonna get that. I'm never going to inherit all these things that God said I was going to. I I don't I don't know if I believe him anymore. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then it says whether or not you keep his commands, he humbled did you he humbled you, causing you to hunger. And then feeding you with manna. So, so, see, hunger began to arise in your hearts in certain areas. Man, I'm still single. Man, I'm not, I'm not even gonna wait on God anymore. You know what the, what's happening? The Lord is testing you. He's gonna see whether or not you actually believe his promise, or you believe, you know, the word spoken over your life, or you're just gonna go and bless yourself. You know, <clears throat> uh, you no, know, I, I use this individual as an example, and uh, it's unfortunate that I uh, it's even an example. But there was uh, a brother that I texted a passage in relation to the woman he now married, and it was you know God was saying, uh, "Don't marry this individual," and uh, well, he did the complete opposite, and. Uh, Iniquity leads to iniquity when you don't cut it off. And now this person believes a false doctrine that is damnable. It's heresy. He's worshiping other gods now. So so the point, though, is this. Believe the word of the Lord. Don't believe the devil. You might be going through a wilderness. You might not have. Yes, it, it, it is him. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh, and um, so, but, but, but here's the thing, that's why, you know, I was telling my wife last night, you know, and I I just, I just, I don't say this with any form of arrogance whatsoever, but because I am what I am because of the grace of God, Paul says, I am what I am because of the grace of God, I labored more than them, yet nevertheless, not I, but the grace of God. But God has given me grace for sight. <clears throat> so when I, you know, I say, hey, you know, I prayed about this and the Lord, nah, that's not from God, man. You know, and, and then amen. I, I love when I love when people say, oh, amen, amen. You know, the Lord told me that, too. But when people start rationalizing, justify, I'm like, man, you just, you know, you're going to have to learn the hard way. I, I don't want people to learn that way. But... <clears throat> I just see what happens when when things are, are 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 strategies sent from the devil to lead them to death. You cannot manage your sin. You cannot. Paul says, "You who are who uh, began by the Spirit are you not perfected by the flesh?" So you cannot perfect the will of God through your flesh. You cannot serve God in your flesh. So that even though you began by the Spirit. If somewhere down the road you you bit a hold of the devil's fruit, you can't say, well, I'll still worship the Lord in the temple, but I'll have my high places over here. I'll have God right here, but I'll just manage a little bit of my sin because those high places will begin to overtake you. And that's why the Lord says in in the law and Torah, he said, you know, for these kings not to have all these foreign women. And then and then what happened? What did King Solomon do? The Lord already said, Don't have all these foreign women for the day that you do, right? Not only disobeyed the God by having all these wives, because the law says hey, the kings are not supposed to have a bunch of wives, but number two, that they're not to have all the foreign wives, because the day they won't they're gonna start becoming attracted to the deities and the demons of those strange women. Right? And so that's precisely what happened with Solomon. He's like, Oh, you know, I'll go with the the you know. These people over here, the Sidianites, the you know the Moabites, and all these other bites and demon bites and flea bites, <laughs> <laughs> right. right, So because because the day that happens, that sensuality ends up perverting your judgment. Your walls come d- come tumbling down, and you begin to rationalize what you, you had normally accepted as. A non-negotiable, a non-negotiable, right? Because because when when there's when there's someone that's seductive, when someone that's beautiful or real handsome, they tell you all the right words, they massage you on your back and say, "Oh man, it's not too bad." And they, you know, that's why you got to be wary of comedy. You know, when uh, when people want to pervert a culture, you know what they do? They they begin to preach all those ideologies and those philosophies and those ways of thinking. To the comedians, they employ the comedians to to have people laugh about things that were previously their conviction. That's why if you ever try to be mad at your, like, you know, I remember when I was young, right? Um, <clears throat> you know, one of the friends would like accidentally trip uh, uh, another friend of mine and the friend would like cry or get real mad. And then the friend don't want to get in trouble. So you'll make him laugh. Because everybody, it, it, laughter does good like a medicine, <clears throat> and so if you can laugh about things, it it it's, it takes out the sting of the seriousness, and so so right s- comedy has that power, and and sexual seduction have that power, and so, but nevertheless Solomon see sexual sin. Is almost always connected with idolatry. It almost always leads to idolatry, and that's why for this individual, for them to to fall prey to sexual sin, they're now worshiping a false god, and that's that that's what happens because you cannot cohabitate with with unrighteousness. What Paul says: "Shall I take you know the temple of God and and make it a?" a, a in fellowship with the the temple of uh, Beelzebul or the temple of Molech so what fellowship does righteousness have with unrighteousness amen and, <clears throat> amen you know the lord warned the people of god in in uh Joshua look hey don't don't accept these nations the do, the day you do he says they will become a thorn in your side Amen. Guess what Paul prayed about and wasn't removed? A thorn. You know, there are some things that after you repent and you ask the Lord deliverance from, sorry, you got to stick with the thorn. It's there for the rest of your life and it's going to torment you. <clears throat> and look at look at back in look, look later, see what those thorns were in Joshua. There were people with all these Uh, 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 idolatrous practices. I'm not not saying Paul was an idolater, but the point that I'm making is once a thorn comes into your life, God is not obliged to take it out. That's why when you marry someone that don't know the Lord, you're stuck with them. Amen. Right? You got a thorn now. Don't don't do that. It's better to be lonely and and be in peace with god than to have someone in your house what does it say that that is better to 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 dwell on you know on the rooftop alone than to be in the house with the um um i forgot what the term that proverbs use but a you know a certain, and yeah but it's it's a torment to be uh, in the home with an unrighteous husband or an unrighteous wife an ungodly a godless Amen. wife or a godless husband. <clears throat> Amen. 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 So, Amen. you know, this is a str- extremely relevant for all those here that are single. You know, I, I, I'm immensely blessed because, you know, in my home, all that I, plays is worship. All that play, you know, all that's read is the Bible. All that's talked about is God. I have peace. I don't have to worry about you know, cussing and people talking about sex and all this bunch of garbage and junk. Amen. <clears throat> you know, that's why America needs to do something about these borders and stop allowing you know, f- freaking vegetable mind Biden as a piece of junk. Him and his administration. In the name Amen. of caring for the foreigner. You know, that's just a bunch of baloney because... Even for the foreigners, they had to comply to Torah. Amen, amen. If there was a Gentile, yes, they there's you were to be welcoming under these conditions. They, you know, the the foreigners couldn't come into the nation of Israel and start erecting high places. They would be put to death. Amen. So, so you know. And it's just so sad with it, what's going on, man, with with all this. it You know, <clears throat> it, 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 it's a, it allows for the cartels to just traffic humans, man. Kids and all this stuff. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise. Biden is a wicked man. Him and his son. Amen. Bill Gates is a wicked man. All those people are wicked. They're iniquitous. They're disgusting. They're children of the devil. That's what they are. You know, people want to look to say that I'm a Pharisee for saying stuff like no, 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 no. Pharisees were the people that perverted justice, but they were whitewashed tombs and had everybody convinced that they were righteous. They, they, they were they were uh, uh, explo- they were employing witchcraft. Kabbalah, you know, dark arts don't have the Pharisees were evil. They put to death, the son of God, and they persecuted the church. Now, who's persecuting the church? Is Donald Trump persecuting the church? No, he's not. Am I saying he's some saint? No, but I'm saying he's not persecuting the church. In fact, who has fought for the church? He has who who uh he fought he fought against racism by defunding CRT critical race theory. He didn't want that junk in the schools and he defunded that garbage. So, you know, it, it, you know and am I saying I agree with everything? No, but see when Biden and people like that start support persecuting people that don't uh uh, uh submit to abortion and all this other stuff, it's evil. Uh, Biden even got kicked out of the Catholic Church. He can't take communion, or was or was it him or Nancy Pelosi? But either way, <clears throat> you know, Bill Gates and all those people that were in connection with Jeffrey Epstein, right? <clears throat> and all these people want to talk about Nas X, but we're not talking about the stuff that really matters. We're not talking about the kids that really matter. Right? I'm so I'm so grieved over what I see that's going on. <clears throat> and the church needs to rise up and begin to intercede and begin to pray and begin to pray intercede against these things. Amen. I'm Amen. telling you. <clears throat> we we need to detest these Amen. altars. We need to hate these altars that are being erected and the blood of the innocent are being shed on them. You know, this this generation is going to hell in a handbasket. You know, people are getting famous off of OnlyFans and having podcasts with, with grotesque individuals parading this stuff. You know, don't mistake what I'm saying as I'm angry at anybody here. I know I'm very, be- very passionate, but because my heart is hurting because of what I see that's going on. And I'm not trying to be complaining or whiny here, but, you know. Think about those that are oppressed. Mm-hmm. The children that don't have a voice. You know, like Leonard Ravenhill said, he's a church has lost its way in a, you know, has lost his voice in, in in a in a world that's lost its way. Amen. <clears throat> but but nevertheless, I'm sorry. Um, but it, but look at what it says. There you, uh, it says, um, <clears throat> De- um, Deuteronomy chapter eight. So the Lord tested them. So don't don't fall victim to the hungers that you have. The hungers to 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 get a spouse or you know, that's ungodly. God has things in store for you, but you have to wait. And and you know what? We don't get to pick the timing, brothers and sisters. Amen. It might be a year. It might be two years. It might be five years. There are things that I've been waiting on God for for a very long time. Right. I want to see things to take place in his kingdom. I want God to use me in certain things, right? But it's not up to me. And if the Lord says, hey, stay on this shelf until I tell you to get off, who am I as the pot to say anything to the potter? Amen. Amen. Trust me and believe that God has your good welfare in mind. Amen. He is working everything for your good. He is working everything for your good. Everything, not a single thing that is going on in your life, right? Uh, 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 is 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 working? It's not for bad. The devil, the that God is not doing anything for your bad. He's not doing anything to 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 hurt you. <clears throat> He's doing everything to prosper you. Everything for your good. Amen. But the devil wants to get you to believe that your father is not doing that, or God is taking too long. Uh-huh. Amen. You know, I remember when I first got saved, I thought I was going to immediately, you know, go, you know, go into ministry and have, you know, my own church and all this other stuff. But God has something completely different in mind. You know, that's why I always tell the younger believers, hey, you need to hold your horses for a long while. Because, because God is working on you more than you're working on people. The, Amen. The the level of of of, um, I remember years ago. I remember years ago, and um, a pastor said to me, and I was not I was not saved for very long, and he says, you know. He says, you have a lot of zeal for God, young brother. He says, but you're still very much like a pancake in the sense that the outside is prepared and done, but the inside is still soft. In other words, there's a lot of things internally that are still not done yet. And and you have the ability to preach, you have the ability to do these things, but there are things that inside that still need to change that God needs to work on, right? And, And so... The point though is this, a lot of times, remember when you were like uh, a teenager and you thought you were already ready? Oh, I don't need my parents. I don't I already got this. Right? And though you can conceptualize what you think what, what needs to be done, it doesn't always mean that you have the fortitude and the character to, to, to keep you where you can get by yourself. Right. And then the more you begin to pray, the more the Lord unveils all those areas that still needs correction, that still needs to be shaped and morphed after the pattern of his ways. Right. And, And don't take that as an offense, because take that as take that as a blessing a token of God's grace that he doesn't give you over to what will destroy you because even yes. good, even good things will destroy you if if not done properly well you know brother we we'll we'll we'll, nah. we'll, be, we'll pray for you okay just i want to let you know that uh, we'll keep you in our prayers thank you I appreciate that brother God bless you guys all right uh real, so so um But look at what it says. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So the Lord needs you. So you know how you're going to live and you stay alive? Is you're going to, you you, you you meditate on his word, that you receive his word and you obey his word. Right? <clears throat> Amen. he says your clothes did not wear out and your feet did not swell during these 40 years know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son so the Lord your God disciplines you so there's that concept of discipline again so so don't don't be weary when the Lord disciplines you don't because he's treating you as a son and daughter because he's getting you somewhere right and he and he loves you. Right. But we have to obey his word. We have to obey his word. That's what we have to do. And this is this is the last verse as we pray. Look at in uh, Matthew chapter um, because Matthew chapter uh, seven. Verse thirty two. You know, in that passage, it talked about how the Lord clothed them and all that, how he fed them. Like what it says in verse 30, actually, I'm sorry. If this is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So you're saying, oh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know where to go. I don't know where, you know, to live. I don't, I don't know where to, you know, to do all these things. I, I don't know the direction for my life. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to have enough, right? Lord says, don't, don't become anxious about these things because the Lord is carrying you as the father carries, right? His, his, uh, his son and and look at what it says. Don't do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Right. <clears throat> Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So you want to you want to obtain what you're seeking uh, for God, uh, seeking from God for. we seek first his kingdom. Amen. So what does it say in Philippians chapter 2, verse 22, I think, you know, Paul says, I have no one like Timothy who naturally cares, sincerely, genuinely cares for the things of the Lord and not his own. And so I want to challenge us. You know, maybe, just maybe you're not getting what you're asking from God because you're not putting first his kingdom. Amen? Oh, that's Amen. the part we don't like. We want to hear the, you know, we want to hear God. We want this. We want, but here's the thing. God wants things from you too. God wants you to put his agenda first. <clears throat> The Bible says in Psalms, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. See, the thing is, people are not taking delight in the Lord nor his ways, but yet they're expecting from God everything they want. You know, I, you know, let me just say, can I be transparent here? You know, the unfortunate thing is this. I've had so many people, and I don't I don't boast about it. It's for the grace of God, I am what I am. I, You know, I hope that I can just speak about this freely and I'm not being accused of being proud or anything <clears throat> but i've helped so many people many people in the lord and um but they've never contributed to the kingdom they've never sown they've never sacrificed because here's the thing i i, I pray extensively for the church i i i, I labor in the word you many know that that laboring in this is it's a labor the bible said like what peter the apostle said Says it's not me for us to uh, wait tables. Peter wasn't saying oh, I'm too good for all that. I ain't man, I'm above that. Man, you know how many years I had to wait tables, so to speak, in, the, in my own way, in serving my pastors, in serving the church, in sacrificing. You know, I I would I would go out and sell uh uh chocolates for the church because the church would have closed and and I had taken all those thousands of dollars I earned and gave it all to the church and paid rent so I can keep the church up and going and and meanwhile I had flyers evangelizing and and, and I didn't keep any of the money I'm not trying to make myself look good, but I'm saying I, I, I I'm not just saying here from the pedestal saying do this this that and the other, and I've never done any of that, right? But but my point though is that you know so often we we have to put the Lord's agenda first because here's the thing: when you put God first, He puts you first. When you put God first, He puts you first. But but the point that I was trying to make there was people I had ministered to for years. 3 years and this ministry alone not once have the never it but here's the thing it's a sense of it, it's a it, it's a sense of entitlement right and and people have their own motivations i don't i don't know where you know certain people have their own reasons and stuff like that <clears throat> but my point though is this does that make sense i i, I don't i hope that you know um it's just the truth. I'm following. Um, and, and there was individuals that I raised, uh, you know, one to the Lord, right? And, and, um, and didn't support. And, and so I know that's a tough pill to swallow. But here's the thing. It, it, it's the design of God to further his mission. Because, <clears throat> let me just put it this way, not everybody is called to, to cast out demons, not everybody's called to lead others in prayer and to counsel people and, and, and to set up, you know, meetings and stuff like that and pray and stuff like that for the saints, And and <clears throat> so, okay, so what I'm saying is this one of the there's a number of ways that we put first the kingdom number one is we have to obey god point blank and period we can't we can't say oh you know i'm gonna go fornicate i'm gonna go live how i want that's number one but number two is our sacrifices and and that can mean you know financial sacrifices that's a lot that's how you seek first the kingdom in in an aspect because Jesus says, if I, by the finger of God, cast out demons and the kingdom of God comes among you. And so ministers who minister to you, the spirit, who are called to do those things and to preach the gospel and to intercede, they're given to the ministry of the word and prayer. And through the ministry of the word and prayer, that's how the kingdom of God is advanced. You may not be the person to go cast out the demons. You may not be the person that says, that has to do like what I you know I'm doing, leading a, an entire prayer group or praying and prophesying over people, but financial contributions is is an indirect way that the kingdom is advanced through financial support. Does that make sense? So like the Levites, they didn't have their inheritance, and the Levitical priests they didn't work. They had to. Uh, um, be supported entirely by the 11 other tribes of Israel. And that's because God wanted them in the temple, continually praying and offering sacrifices and blessing the people, right? And so that is the design of God in the Old Testament and in the New. But see, what does the Lord say? He says, you know, in Proverbs 3, and then also in the law, he says that, if you want your, you know, your vats to overflow with new wine and and you know oil and all that stuff, do you I want to quiz us. How, do any of us know how to obtain that from the scriptures? Obtain okay, what again? That is correct. Because the Lord says, "Give to me your first fruits," then all of this will begin to increase and and it talks about that in in Haggai also the reason why uh the Lord says you're accumulating things but there's holes in your pockets there's holes in your purses and you can't retain anything because they were not giving what belonged to the Lord and and the re, and so in addition to supporting the priest it was for the building up of the temple it was for the construction of the temple and so um that but the the money wasn't gonna pluck be plucked from thin air. The priests weren't gonna come up with it. The way that it happened was through the Israelites giving to the priest which which was given to God. And that's how the temple was constructed. Right? And then once they did that, then the Bible says, From here on out, I will bless you. Go and read Haggai. I, I encourage you. Um, After this meeting, go read Haggai, you'll see. Um, So there are mysteries in the kingdom. There's keys to unlock certain things from the Lord, such that if we don't employ that, we can't gain from him. So when we seek first the kingdom of God, when we seek first the interests of God, that is one of the ways, and, and because God can then trust you with what is already his. So that if you give back to God what is already his, he get, he begins to entrust you with more. What does the Bible say? If you're faithful in the little, he will make you ruler over much. Right? He will make you ruler over much. But here's the thing. If you're not faithful in the small, you can't be entrusted with much.